Do you wish that all things wealth and finance were much easier to understand and not presented by a bunch of beige cardigan-wearing geeks? Welcome to the Clever Investor Podcast, where we're dishing up the easiest-to-understand finance program served in bite-sized chunks, so your brain will thank you as your knowledge grows. Hosted by the brilliant Owen Taylor, a multiple award-winning expert with a glorious knack for explaining the complex world of wealth in the simplest of ways. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing end them to die to sleep. Hello, clever investors, and welcome to another dramatic start to a show the most famous soliloquy in the works of William Shakespeare, quite possibly the most famous soliloquy in literature. Hamlet says to be or not to be because he's questioning the value of life and asking himself whether it's worthwhile hanging in there, bemoaning the pain and unfairness of life. But he acknowledges the alternative might be worse. Poor sod. He's feeling rather sad, you could say, not sure what the future might hold. Basically, in a nutshell, he's contemplating putting a sudden end to everything, including himself. Yes, I'm stretching the ends of this scenario rather a huge bit. My point here is bouncing off my top tip from last week's show about interest rate rises. And it was, if you missed it, don't panic. Get the facts, understand your options, then make a move. If you're still not sure what move to make, refer back to point one. So what we're going to look at on this show is fixed and variable loans, the advantages and the disadvantages of both of these. Let's kick off with variable interest rate loans. Advantage, an amazing amount of flexibility within the loan. The variable loan rate allows us to have a wider range of repayment options. You can make extra repayments whenever you feel like it. And in theory, you've got the ability to be able to pay down your loan faster because of being able to make extra repayments means that the long-term interest bill on your loan, and this is whether it's your home loan or whether it's an investment loan, the biggest expense is always going to be the interest bill. Now, footnote here on investment properties, generally, we don't look at paying that loan down uh, while you still have a debt on an owner-occupier property because the owner-occupier is non-tax effective and the investment property has a tax effective component to it. Some variable rate loans also have features like offset accounts and redraw facilities. So the offset account is a savings account, looks like a savings account, which sits parallel to your home loan. If you've got a $100,000 home loan, the interest is being charged on that $100,000 each day. And as I mentioned before, the interest bill is the biggest expense. Now, 
If you've got $10,000 sitting in the offset account, which is connected to the home loan, you still owe the bank $100,000. But the important thing here is they're only charging you interest on $90,000. The $10,000 acts as if it's a credit in there. And you can still draw that money out. You can, if it's linked to an ATM, go to an ATM, pull some cash out, your bills will get paid from it. A lot of people have their salaries paid directly into their offset accounts. When interest rates fall, you will pay less interest. It's automatically adjusted. However, a little bit of an underline here, if the Reserve Bank moves interest rates down by quarter of a percent, your bank doesn't necessarily have to move down by now. It's not law that whatever the Reserve Bank says, your bank has to do. Another advantage is an easy ability to refinance. Because you're not in a set term contract, you can end that at any stage and you'll only pay the regular discharging fees. So if you find a, a better deal elsewhere, it's easier to switch over. Now, the disadvantages of fixing is really the flip side of what I just went through. If rates rise, so will your repayments. And if they go up by quarter of a percent, then the bank can actually go up by more than quarter of a percent. They could go up by half a percent if they want to. It's really up to the bank. So the lenders can adjust that variable rate anytime. And they can adjust it also outside of anything that the Reserve Bank is doing. So it could just be that uh, you know the, the, the bank has decided that that particular loan product that you have is something that they need to charge you more money on. So for you, the borrower, the end consumer, it does mean that your rate is going to fluctuate over the life term of you having that particular loan. And linking into all of that, it does mean that your cash flow is going to have a certain amount of uncertainty to it. But go back to last week's point, don't panic. Now let's have a look at fixed interest rate loans. Advantages. When variable rates rise, it's not going to impact you. Now sit back, forget you're locked in for a certain period of time. And atypically fixed terms range between one to five years. And that's typical of home loan rates and investment property rates. There are some lenders that offer longer term. Um, the longest I've seen is like a 10-year fix. And in all my years in lending, I only ever had one client that fixed for 10 years. It's a really, really big decision. And I can bet your life that she was regretting it two years after fixing it because she fixed in at like 7%. And in the years after that, the rates just came down and down and down. But that was the decision that she made in conjunction with her accountant, actually. Because your interest rate is then fixed for that period of time, it means that your repayments are fixed as well. So that is the attraction that a lot of people have, knowing what your loan repayments will be for a given period of time, let's say two years, three years, makes it so much easier to set your budget. So if you're on a really tight budget, this is something that is attracts people into fixed rates. It's easier to manage your cash flow, gives you a, a lot more peace of mind. 
Now, the disadvantage is you lose a lot of flexibility. You can't make unlimited extra repayments with most of the the fixed terms. There are a couple of exceptions in there where you can make some extra repayments. And with some of them, you can't redraw that extra money that you put in. So with fixed rates, you can't always have your cake and eat it. There's also fewer amount of features that you get with a fixed rate loan. So atypically, if you had an offset account on your variable rate loan, you're going to lose that on your fixed rate. There's only a couple of lenders where you can have an offset account on a fixed rate loan. Um, One of them I know of, and I'm not going to mention any names here, but one of them I know of, it's what they call a partial offset account, which is as... To use the example I did before, you've got a $100,000 home loan, you've got $10,000 in your offset account. On a variable rate, that $10,000 works in full value, so you're only the interest is only calculated on $90,000. With a partial offset, um, it's, it's about uh, 25% there. So instead of it being uh, the interest charged on $90,000, um, then that 10,000 is only working as if there's two and a half thousand sitting to to offset. It's better than nothing, but these are all the things that you as a grown-up get to consider and also work through with your mortgage broker. That's exactly what these lovely people are there for. Now, another disadvantage is when rates come down, if there's any rate cuts, you are not going to benefit from them until the end of your fixed term. So if you're in a three-year fixed rate and as soon as you fix, then next month the rates come down and they come down again and they come down again, you're set paying. You have agreed in your contract, I'm going to pay this rate back for the next three years. You don't get to consider. If you want to get out of that contract, you can. You can buy your way out of the, that fixed term contract. But what you've got to do is pay a thing called an economic break cost. So the bank has essentially gone out and bought, acquired, borrowed that money to lend you for that period of time. And what the boffins in the back room with the 2B pencils and the slide rules have worked out is we're going to earn this much money off you during that period. If you give it back to them early, it means they're not going to make that money. So what they'll work out is this is how much we would have made. Here's the break cost for breaking that contract. And that is calculated in very, very simple terms by the term that you've got remaining on your contract. And what's the difference between what they bought the money for to lend you and what they can sell it for now? So the bank is going to make you compensate them for any loss that they may have. Now, you may have heard of the term of a split rate home loan. And this is a feature that I think a lot more people, especially with home loans, take up than fixing the whole home loan. As I mentioned before, you lose so much flexibility with fixing the the, the whole home loan. So when we split the home loan, it's exactly what the word conjures up. We can have part fixed and part variable. And you can pretty much, depending on the bank, have whatever portion you want. You could go 50-50, you could go 60-40. Let's look at like an atypical, you know, family. 2.3 kids, Labrador, 
kids growing up, school fees, limited sort of uh, incomes. Um, what we're what we're doing when we're fixing here is we're really helping the budgeting, and we're giving ourselves peace of mind. And we know with a fact that over the next, let's say, we're going to fix for three years, that we're not going to be able to pay off the whole home loan during that three year period. So let's make it manageable and bite size for you. So what I would then say to them is have a look at what do you think you could pay off the home loan reasonably, extra repayments without sacrificing a nice life. What extra repayments do you think you could put in over the next three years? And they might say, oh, 50,000, 60,000, 70. I said, cool. What we would then do is we will leave that much as the minimum on variable. So if you get your big tax return, if the inheritance comes through, if your bonus from work, we can actually do something with it of value. We can put it into the variable part of the loan and um, you can literally pay off or have that sitting at zero balance for the next three years. And then the other part of the loan is you know, fixed and you just plod along making the regular repayments to that. Now, at the end of a fixed term, if you do nothing, the fixed loan will automatically revert to being whatever the lender's standard variable rate is. Unless, of course, you're in some kind of packaged loan, so a professional package or a gold platinum thing or something, where in your loan contracts, it will actually stipulate what the rate will go to at the end of the fixed term. And how they'll normally phrase that is, they'll say it will go to the standard variable rate of the lender at the time, less your package discount of point da 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 da, whatever it is. Because of course, allowing for the fact in, let's say you fix for three years time, the rates have gone up, the rates have gone down. And if you're back on variable, hey, you can start making choices again. Should we swap lenders? Should we go into another package? Do we fix or split again? Now, another thing to consider with fixed rates is your bank, your broker can quote you a rate today and it can change this afternoon. It can change tomorrow. The only way to guarantee that rate is to do a thing where you literally buy the offer. And that is known as a rate lock fee. And it costs you money to do that. There's very few but there's only one bank I know of that once they formally approve your loan application, the rate is locked in until settlement. The majority of the lenders out there, the fixed rate that you get is the one that is available on the day that your loan's actually going to settle. So if you're buying a property and it's six weeks away until you settle, that fixed rate for a two-year term could go up and down multiple times during that period. And you could have been quoted three and a half percent today and in six weeks time it could be 4.2 percent so the only way to guarantee that three and a half percent is you buy it and various there's various different calculations um for for doing that it'll cost you anywhere from a a a flat rate fee of six eight hundred dollars to a percentage of the amount that you're actually fixing and you need, to, you need to weigh that up and also take the professional advice of your broker. But nobody can guarantee exactly what the rate's going to be, not even someone from the bank. If you rang the bank directly, they can't do this as well because it's, um, it's very much determined on 
what's it cost them to actually fund that loan on the particular day. Rate lock fees are a fantastic thing to think about. It's a big consideration to do. As I mentioned before, talk to your broker about the advantages and disadvantages. There's no other way of putting this. I think a large part of it is going with what your gut feeling is. You can always settle the loan as 100% variable and the day that it settles, you can get on the phone to the bank and fix part of the loan. You can find out whatever the rates are then. So you need to consider the money it's going to cost you to actually buy the rate lock versus how much you think the rates may go up during that period of time. It was described to me many years ago um, by one of the heads of um, the the lending side of the bank that actually worked out all the rates and what the fixed rates were going to be. He described it to me as you are literally betting against the bank. And that's the best description that I've ever heard of it. When we think about it, the banks are lending us money and they're making money off us. And that's fair enough. That's That's absolutely fine. I am not bank bashing here. But there's got to be a little bit of a seed in there that the bank, if they're offering you a fantastic rate for three years and you think that's really good, there's someone out the back of the bank that thinks that rates could possibly come lower than that during that period of time because that's how they make their money. If you lock in at 4% for the next three years and then variable rates come back down to 2.5%, the bank's making more money off you. If, of course, it goes the other way and you lock in at 4% and then rates go up to 5%, well, then that's fantastic for you. It's a really big decision. It's not something that I think you just sort of close your eyes and point at whatever you want to do. My big tip here this week is if you are not 100% sure that you should be fixing part or all of your loan, don't do it. It's a lot easier to stay as variable, work out what you think that the highest rates that they could go to and start making your repayments as if it's the higher rate. Talk to your mortgage broker. That's exactly what they're there for. Get the right information, make a decision, and don't panic. I hope you've enjoyed this today, and I'll see you again next week for another show of the Clever Investor Podcast. You have been listening to the Clever Investor Podcast, proudly sponsored this week by Blue Wealth Property. Are you ready to start a new investment journey? Get in touch with the industry leaders, Blue Wealth Property. Blue Wealth have a proven track record in using research to identify growth markets, and Blue Wealth have supported thousands of Australians to buy the right property in the right market at the right time. Go to bluewealth.com.au.